Welcome to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast. Brought to you by www.midmaster.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast. Now, what I'm going to say first of all before I go any further is if this does sound a little bit different, it's because I am trying recording from a different room at my centre. Um, I, at the past, have been recording upstairs, which is the room isn't the best for recording in. Um, later on with my uh, match chat with Matthew Chapman, you might actually hear some of my students smacking pads at each other and all sorts of other stuff in the background. So I've moved the um, sort of recording suite, shall we say. That sounds posh, doesn't it? Basically a microphone and a few other bits into a smaller office downstairs. So if it sounds a little bit different, maybe a bit more echoey or anything like that, I'm in a different room. Anyway, the most important thing is you can hear me and the content's good. So... This week, we're going to be joined by uh, Miss Nikki Pratt, who has um, very, very, very graciously given up her time. She's a super busy lady, like on a level that most of you just won't understand. And she's going to be talking to us about her martial arts schools, her time in the martial arts, um, growing up competing, uh, moving on into other sectors within the industry. Um, I'm not going to spoil it by mentioning any numbers, but let's just say school owners out there, when you hear how many students this young lady's got, you're going to fall out of your chair. So, before that, though, let's just have a quick catch-up on the last episode. So, I had one of my sit-down ranty episodes, I like to call them, um, where I get people, of you know, they'll suggest topics, or sometimes it's just one that pops into my head. And um, the whole topic of martial arts and GCSEs, the whole sticky subject of martial arts and GCSEs, and... Um, yeah, we've had some pretty fantastic feedback. Uh, when I say fantastic feedback, I just mean people have sent in um, strong opinions. Some of it for what I said, some of it against what I said, but that's fine because it's just opinions at the end of the day. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely got people talking. Um, yeah, it was an interesting one. It was it was an interesting one. There was there was some positive steps from it, and there was a little bit of not fallout, but. People didn't quite agree, and I think they got a little bit upset with some of the things that I raised. Um, but as I as I said to them in further conversations, you know, we've unfortunately, in order for us to make some headway with this, and you know, to make some changes, we've we've got to broach the difficult subjects. We can't just look at it through rose tinted glasses and just pretend that everything's perfect because it isn't. But anyway, I'm not going to get back into that too much. If you want to go back and check out that episode, it's the one straight before this in the in iTunes and Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. So, in a cool bit of news for myself, actually. It ties in nicely to what we're doing. Those that have been listening to the podcast for long enough, and thank you for sticking with us if you have been, um, you'll know that I am a massive Jackie Chan fan. But let's look, let's face it, if you're in martial arts, who isn't a massive Jackie Chan fan? Now, two of my most favourite films of his, one being Rumble in the Bronx, because that's the first film I actually sat down and watched properly, of his that is, not in general. Um, and my second favourite film is Dragons Forever, which... If you're a, look, if you're a Jackie Chan fan, you'll know why Dragons Forever is my second favourite Jackie Chan film. Now, uh, my good friend Mike Leader, who has, well, he, he he's a busy guy in all everything martial arts film related, um, but he's been involved in helping the guys out at Eighty Eight Productions. Let me see, I'm going to get that right. Eighty Eight Films. There you go. Um, they've been doing some absolutely brilliant re-releases of not only Jackie Chan films, but other other films as well in the genre. Um, and they are doing... Let me just say this. If you've not seen the artwork for this re-release, you've got to go and check it out because it's absolutely brilliant. I'll link it in the show notes so you go check it out. Um, but they're doing a, a re-release which involves a 4K re- restoration and it's uncut. Okay, So they've got several different versions of the film as well, some of which I haven't seen. Um, so yeah, Dragon's Throw is going to be coming out on March the 16th. Now you might be thinking, why are you telling us this? Well, the reason I'm letting you know is because Mike contacted me and asked me if I would uh, be involved. You know when you watch the extras on the Blu-ray or the DVD? Well, 
I'm in the extras, which is really cool. Um, now, at the time when he asked me, um, I would, of course, I played it cool and professional. And yeah, absolutely. But after that, I was like as giddy as a kid at Christmas um, to know that I was going to be on not only a Jackie Chan Blu-ray, but Dragons Forever of all of them. So um, I'm just going. I'm just clicking through now the information that's been released. Um, I, I don't don't know how much I'm allowed to say. Um, the special features on disc one. It's listed as the legacy of. No, let me get this right. The legacy of Dragons Forever featurette with today's actors and martial artists, including Troy Sanford, Chris Jones, yes, Ross Boyesk, Maria Tran. Um, Mike Leader, Jean-Paul Lee, Mark Strange, Mike Muller, George Clark, Jude Poyer, and Steve Lawson. Um, so, some top people in that list as well. Uh, most of those people, which I'm sure some of you will have heard of before. Um, so, to be not only on the re-release of Dragons Forever as a DVD, sorry, that's so 2000s, as a Blu-ray extra, get to be listed amongst those industry greats is a fantastic, fantastic opportunity and uh, something that I'm not only excited for, but really, really grateful for. Um, and I hope it gets to do some more. Um, unless, of course, nobody likes what I say. <laughs> then they might not ask me back. But yeah, yeah do go check that out. Um, just double check that release date. Uh, March the 16th, you'll be able to go and get hold of that. Um, I think the best thing to do probably is to get a pre-order through 88 Films. Uh, as I say, I'll, I'll link it in the show notes so you can go check it out. Uh, and hopefully... If I ask them nicely, the nice people at 88 Films might send a review copy for me to check out so I can talk about it some more on the podcast, let you guys know all about it. Okay, so moving on to our interview with Miss Nikki Pratt. Now, I actually recorded this with her um, about 45 minutes ago. Really, really interesting chat. Um, Good, you know, 35 minutes. She was very, very, very gracious with her time, as I say, because she's super, super busy. Um, She'd come out of being busy doing something else to do this interview to then go into a staff meeting, so... Big, big thanks to her for her time. Um, and then what I'll do is we'll cut straight to the interview and we'll come back straight after and catch up. You're listening to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast, brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk. Okay, guys, so joining us on the phone now, we have Miss Nikki Pratt. How's it going today, Mom? It's going very, very well, thank you. How are you doing? I'm all right. And do you know what? I'm actually really pleased I didn't. I nearly on autopilot said, sir, then. <laughs> don't be saying that you'll be in my bad books there but that, that's the that's the last place i want to be because i've seen your f- videos on facebook and <laughs> i don't want to be anywhere in the in your bad books anytime soon i can say that much for sure <laughs> but how, how you, how's, how's things going now are you good yeah they're going really really well yeah i'm doing good um i'm i'm got a fight coming up so i'm actively training which is just doing my mind a world of good at the moment so yeah. Business is booming, training's booming, and yeah, it all slots in really nicely. When you say it slots in really nicely, for anybody that knows you through social media, how how do you make that slot in nicely? You, do you have extra days in the week that the rest of us don't have? <laughs> I wish I did. Um, <laughs> big thing that I've done, um, especially when I took this fight on, is I've been going to bed earlier and getting up earlier. Do you know what I mean? So I've kind of changed my body clock quite a lot, which has massively helped me. Yeah. Wow, that's a, yeah, I could probably do with that, to be fair. Yeah. Oh, I, honestly, I, I, I was going to bed, oh, I was such a night owl, I'd just keep working and working until past midnight, but then I'd be the most awful person first thing in the morning, so just <laughs> making that that slight change is, it, it, you know what, I've only been doing it for about two weeks, but I, I almost feel like a different person, I feel so much more energised and just happier, really. Brilliant. Right, well, let's before we get too in depth into that, let's go right back to the start. Martial arts, the journey of martial arts for you. When did you start, and was was there a reason why you got started as well? So, do you mean as in me personally? Yeah. 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 So i I was ten years old, and basically, um, my brother was about eight or nine years old, okay. and my brother's got uh, learning difficulties. Okay. Um, nothing like nothing major. He was he was just sure. A bit behind. I mean, he yeah, found yeah. things a lot harder than other people. So my, my parents knew that he'd be a target. Absolutely. Yeah. Which is, it's not fair, but it's one of them things which I think mm-hmm. as a parent, you've got to take on the chin and, and support your child as, as much as you can. So they, they booked him in for a class. And I was I was a dancer. Um, I, I love ballet and tap right. and jazz. And I, I love dance. I've done that since I was about five years old. And okay. 
I really didn't want to do martial arts. I thought it's for boys. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't want to fight people. And in all, no offence, but I thought it looked rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> which, is, which is really funny to say where I am now, 14 years on. But yeah, my, my brother was so nervous. My pet, he, he wouldn't go on the mat. So my mum and dad were like, please just, just do it with him. Just this once, just until he finds his feet. And I absolutely loved it it was nothing like what I thought it was going to be um so yeah that's kind of like where it all started I, I didn't really want to start which is quite funny really <laughs> I like it no you, you do come across this from time to time I remember when I I first started I, I was desperate to go but I wouldn't go on my own and I was like going, I was working my way through my classmates at school, like, oh, come on, we're going to go and do this thing. And the, <laughs> the first one had come and they were kicking the face and like, no, I don't like this. And then I'd be like, oh. then I dragged the next mate along. Come on, are you going to go? Gonna... And he got kicked in the stomach. He didn't want to go. So then I just kept doing it over and over again. I went through like the entire school, the, the classroom. And then <laughs> I, I ended up just, buddy. yeah, and I ended up just doing it on my own in the end because... <laughs> I was, there was, I was, there was clearly something not quite right with me back then because it was a bit of a crazy class. But, um, cool. So you you got into martial arts. And you're saying originally you were into so dance then. Was that yeah. Your first love. That was my. That you know what? If if I could clone myself, one of me would run martial arts schools and the other one would run dance schools. And um, sure. I'd I'd love to do it. I'd I'd love to do it again. But I think that it got to a point. Um, where I was doing them both. I was about 15, 16 years old. And my parents said to me, "You, we can't afford for you to do both. You need cool. to choose. Guess what I chose? <laughs> I, chose I chose dancing for a few months. So mm. I, I stopped martial arts for a couple of months. But I then realised that which one's going to... Which one's going to give me more opportunity in life? Which one can I get further with? And that's when I, I made a realization that I need to stick with the martial arts. And um, so yeah. I, I started back again. Do you, so I, I, you often hear people speaking about the, the the similarities in some respects between the two different arts. Yeah. So I can ask somebody that's actually done it. Um, did you find that there was some sort of crossover in certain movement aspects of the dance and the martial arts do you, did it help did it complement did it get in the way in some respects or how how did it 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 mass it massively helped i think they they complemented each other really really nicely it was a bit weird going from a martial arts class to my ballet class <laughs> that that was a bit tough um but no they did i think because it's the balance and the sure. movements and and when i even when i do like a combination you have a beat to it, don't you? Yes. It, it, it flows. You need it to flow. It needs to be fluent. And this is what I say to a lot of my guys that are going for higher grades. I'm like, if the combination isn't flowing, then it's not going to look It's not going to look as good. So I always link it to dance quite, quite a lot. Because if it flows well, it's mm. going to look good as well. So, yeah, I do. I think they they tie in together a lot better than what you'd probably think it would. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I remember when I was sort of, about your age actually maybe a bit older and um my wife was still quite actively doing the ballet at the time yeah and um just as a bit of a laugh because she thought oh let's let's get the kickboxing bloke doing some ballet and she used to teach me all the different foot positions now I, at the time i didn't realize this that they weren't the foot positions that the guys do but she was teaching me all these different you know first position and this and that and yeah. she was like she's like you can do this quite well and i'm like oh okay do you, do you have a video of this do I have a bit? Do you I, think I'm stupid? I want proof. I, I don't believe you. I want proof. I think we all want proof of this. Okay. Well, you know, maybe it could be arranged sometime. Never. Um, but no. But no, because and I remember it's just doing all it, and I'm thinking, oh well, that that foot position is actually very similar to this. Is how we stand and we do this. And yeah, I suppose there's only a limited number of ways that the body can move, so there's going to be some crossover. But anyway, let's not get too far down that path. Let's bring bringing it back in. Okay. So, um, so which came first then? Was it the um, obviously you you enjoyed the martial arts, and I'm assuming that you sort of went all in and was training as much as you could get. Um, did you, which came first, the competition or the the assisting and eventually teaching? Um, oh, that's a very, very good question. Let me good at those. take myself back into time. Um, <laughs> I think that from, it must have been competing first because I was orange belt when I did mm -hmm. my first tournament. So I must yeah. have been... 
because I was nearly 11. So I must have been like maybe just just before I turned 12. So yeah, I, I, I that's when I, I did competing first. And then I started um, assisting in classes, holding yeah. pads, dishing out high fives. Yes. You know, that was my that was my role. Um, so yeah. Okay, cool. And did you do you think you have a an equal amount of passion for both in, in, in maybe in different ways? But you do you think is it does the competition get you excited in a different way to the teaching or when yeah, I when when I was that age, so when I was like 12, 13, 14, 15, mm. I it was all the competing. Right. I I didn't want it. And, well, yeah, no, that's right. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't want to be an instructor. It wasn't sure. like my aim. I want I want to be a doctor. That that was wow. I, that was what I wanted to do really really badly. So I never want. If you ask me when I was between 12 and 16, if I wanted to run a martial arts school, I would have been like, why do you think I want to run? You know I mean, no, I, I don't want to do that. So it was heavily competing. I I absolutely loved. I, I I loved winning, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> the losing part, not so much. <laughs> but to be honest, I think that the fights that I lost are the ones that um, pushed me to train more, train mm. in a different way. To um, because I I remember when I first started. I remember I remember my first ever tournament like it was yesterday. I was Orange Bell and she was amazing. She um I don't like the word beat up, but she she definitely out skilled me massively. And yeah. there was the same six to eight girls in my category from 12 year old up to 16. And when I was 12, I was the lowest. And by the time I got up to 15, 16, I was kind of like I was going to tournaments and I knew I was already gonna win. If that right. if that makes sense. No, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally. Bought them. Um, and I think that's when I started thinking, right, I need I need something else that, that that's going to um, challenge me a little bit. And that's when I started moving into the, the more the teaching and yeah. being at the club every night. And it was kind of like a new challenge, but still involved in something that I loved. So it was a win win. Cool. So if you if you could go back now, the person that you are today, back to that person then at 15, 16 and give them some advice, what would what would you say to them? Um, I'd say, oh, I don't know. Um, it's a difficult one. This one, I know sometimes it is. because it I is. I remember me because I, I I started I opened my first school around the same I think the same age you are now. You sort of what? Twenty three? Is that okay? Twenty three right? now? Yeah. There you go. Did my research? You see, <laughs> that was a total guess, right? <laughs> but no, I, I did. I opened my school when I was twenty three, and some of the things. Oh my days! Some of the things that I did. If I could get in a time machine now and go back and slap that 23-year-old around the back of the head and go, because you're not making those mistakes, I might add. But I go, do yeah. this, 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 and this. But then again, I think, well, maybe I needed to make those mistakes in order to learn. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah. I don't know. I just often wonder if you could go back now and say, not even maybe give yourself some advice, but maybe say, hey, guess what? This is going to happen. Yeah. Do you think your 16-year-old, you would have believed that you would be where you are now? No way. No, like, no, not, not even 17 year old me. You know what? Even when I like, yeah, 17 year old me probably didn't. It was something that kind of it came out the blue. I think that if, if I had to give myself a piece of advice like like earlier on and especially when I was like that's that age, 16, 17 year old, it would be about not. And it's something that I've only just fully learned like right now. And I did mention it to you before mm -hmm. before was that of not being so bothered about what other people think of me because that's held me back so much and not just with setting up the schools, but even when I was competing, yeah. I was so worried to take on fights that were maybe a bit more challenging all because I cared what other people think. So I probably would have just given myself a slap and be like, look, you're not gonna care about this in a few years. So mm. give it you all now. Um, and I probably would have, obviously told myself that I'm going to be where I am now and I probably would have set up a school a little bit sooner yeah sure so just a just a sort of and and if you if you're not happy discussing figures and I'm not talking financial figures but figures in numbers of students then that's fine I understand that but just to set this up a little bit where are you at now sort of student wise so we've got 900 and <laughs> from this morning we've got a few more so 953 members training with martial arts for you 23 i mean 
That's ri- that's ridiculous. So there's several people probably just fallen out of their chair. Nine over nine hundred students. I know it's crazy, isn't it? I, when I say it, I kind of like like I'm looking at myself in my computer reflection, and I'm like, this that's crazy. You must be itch- you it. must be itching for that one thousand. Oh yeah. Like oh, crazy. Yeah. That is so close to a thousand. It, that is it unreal. feels like it's going slow-mo at the moment <laughs> because I want it that bad. I want to be because I think I've forgotten who it was. It might have been Matt Chapman. I mm-hmm. swear it was. And he he said something about the statistics of people that have over a thousand members. And I think it was like under one percent of martial arts schools. I was like, I need to be in that one percent. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> so across how many schools is that then? If but if that's, that's okay. Five schools. Oh. Um, so I've got four full-time locations and one part-time. Um, I have, in, in the five years, I have um, owned nine martial arts schools. Um, but we, we, we recently opened our super centre, which is really exciting. So we actually closed three of our community centre gyms to kind of make one big whopper gym, which is awesome. Um, so, yeah, so right at this moment... Uh, five five gyms, but I am. I'm not. I'm, you can't tell anyone this, but I am looking at possibly a a new location by the end of the year, which is exciting too. Ooh, I know. <laughs> as long as it's not around the corner from me, I don't mind. I, I promise, I would do that. To you. <laughs> you don't do it to me, though. <laughs> do you know what? No, no joking aside with that one, it, it just really doesn't matter, does it? I mean, you you, you guys. I mean, I've I've already said. I know we've not quite organised yet, but you're about twenty minutes. Up or down? I'm, I'm awful at geography. You're, yeah. ne- you're near us anyway. Um, you're near enough so that your adverts show up on my Facebook. Put it that Did way. They? But yeah, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't because there's so many people, and you, you know, you guys do your things how you do them. I do them how I do them, and people go to you because they like you guys, and people go to me because they like what exactly. we do. And it's like you can have as the Sainsbury's and Tesco on the same length of road. They don't all glare at each other out the window. And... <laughs> I think I, I kind of, oh, I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I kind of like it because it keeps me on my toes. And I'm one of these people who I work really well under pressure. So I think having mar- other martial arts schools, and not just martial arts schools, but other clubs, yeah, other yeah. things, other sports, it keeps me on my A game because I'm like, right, what are they doing right now? Okay, what am yeah, I yeah, doing? Yeah. I need to stay on it. So, and, and I don't know whether you feel the same way, yeah. but it does. It it keeps me keeps me on my my top game. Yeah, I mean, there's a there was a um, I, I won't mention their school in case they don't want me to, but there was a, a local school um, franchise school open just up the road from us. And when they opened the first day, I went round for a coffee and we had a nice chat. I took him out and we. I said, oh, welcome to the area and all this sort of thing. And I think think he was a little bit like, why is this guy being so nice? <laughs> Why is this guy being? But I don't see them as competition. It's the soccer tots and the the yeah. swimming club. There, uh, competition sounds a bit negative, but you know they're the they're the they're the schools that I'm having to look at and go, okay, we need to compete with them. Yes, you know that's yes. we need to be on their level because they're doing it so much better. So that, yeah. that's just the way I operate. I don't I don't worry about the oh, the martial arts schools at all. Was I, that- I, Respect for that, though. I, I, I like that, the fact that you went and introduced yourself. As to, because at the end of the day, we all want martial arts to be more known. We want yeah. we want people to know about it. We want people to be benefiting from it. Because, well, I, I don't know why you obviously teach martial arts, but I want to change people's lives. That's a, that's a big thing. I know what an impact it's made on me. And I don't mind where they're training. But if people are getting a positive influence from martial arts, I'm happy. Yeah. Well, for, for basically, because I'm not very good at anything else. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> I'd be screwed if these cl- these clubs shut down. I'm unemployable now. <laughs> yeah. Literally, I remember in the, at the school like when we had to fill out the um, the careers things and you had to say what you were going to do, and I just I don't know. I'm like, well, are you going to go and you're going to go to university? Mm, don't think so. <laughs> oh, well, you might. You need to think about it. Oh, I don't want to. <laughs> just want to go training literally that's what i did i went i remember i started a college course i did it for about three months and i just dropped out as quick as possible luckily i got offered a job um wow. teaching at the school at the time but uh, i had to, I, it's a bit of an awkward story i actually accidentally broke one of the instructor's noses um and so i had to cover for him whilst he was off for a week <laughs> That's not not so good, that one. No. <laughs> he's a really nice guy, though. He's a really nice guy. And I, I think he still likes me. But um, 
No, I accidentally, and then I kind of ended up helping out, and then another another position within the same sort of group of schools came up, and they sort of pushed me into that one. So, yeah, I kind of accidentally fell into teaching by injuring somebody. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad I did, because otherwise I'd be working in graphic design or computers or something, sat down all day, and that would drive me up the wall. I couldn't do that. I'd, I'd put on, like, so much weight if I did that kind of job. Like, <laughs> couldn't I couldn't do it I need to be I need to be kept active at all times <laughs> absolutely so uh, the, at the, the outset obviously a little bit of a joke about you how you find all this time to do all these different things but you've st- I, 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 just from seeing on social media and obviously you were mentioning a little bit about um to use Gordon's phrase getting out of your own way yeah. um you started doing a lot more now I've noticed and um it is could you do you want to talk a little bit about some of the things that you've got going on of course, yeah, no, not a problem. Um, yeah, so I've I've obviously launched my own podcast, which is really mm-hmm. cool. Um, we're kind of tying it around uh, the martial arts for you, um, like for our members. But already there's like other people listening, so I'm like, okay, cool. I can I can do a little bit more with this. Yeah, totally. Um, uh, like same with like live videos and stuff. I'm trying to trying to put more stuff on, and even like pictures of myself talking about things that I'm doing and. Yep. It's, I, I had a big realisation and it was actually um, last weekend um, I had an argument with my boyfriend and I won't, I won't go oh, into too many details about that, but we did. We, we had a very heated discussion about something, something quite personal that I knew I needed to change. And he, he has, no offence, but as a man does, didn't put it in the best way. He just blurted it out. <laughs> But it, it it hurt so bad. It, it was to do with my weight and my appearance. And it and it, it, it really Ooh. hurt. It did. You say that, but I needed that. Right, okay. It was okay. the hardest. We, we, we were driving back from Scotland and it was a oh, six you waited hour. Till you, you, you waited till you were driving then. It, oh, yeah, yeah. It was a <laughs> six hour drive home and it was the... It was the hardest and awfulest. It was it was on Valentine's Day, my ad as well. Oh no. <laughs> Not good. But I have overcome something huge all by him telling me something that he had an opinion about. Okay. And it really hurt. I was upset. But once I've overcome that, I've now realized that. I don't care what anybody thinks about me, but what I care, think about myself. Right. And it was a big turning point because I then went straight away and did this podcast. The reason why I didn't do this podcast is because I was worried about what people would think about yeah. me by doing it. Are people going to laugh at me? They're going to be like, yeah. oh my God, like, what, what's she doing? She hasn't got yeah. anything to talk about. Yeah. And same with like the live videos. Well, I can't be on a live video without any makeup. Yes, I can, because I'm beautiful, whether I wear makeup or not. And it was just such a big turning point for me, because I've, I've now realised that I I can listen to people's opinions about me, and it's okay for people to tell me that I've put on a bit of weight or I'm not prioritising my gym workout to my business and things like this. But if I look in a mirror and I'm happy with the way that I'm performing and the things that I'm doing then I shouldn't let what other people think about me have such a negative effect on me. And, and it was, it was, it was a, big, a big change for me in my mind. And that's really what's given me that, that confidence to do the podcast and do these live videos and post yeah. more about what I'm doing. And I do, I feel, I feel almost fresh for realising that. And it's hard being a young woman. It's hard. From 23 years old, it's tough with social media and all the, what you should look like and should act like. And yeah, yeah. I just, I don't want anybody to beat themselves up and try be somebody that somebody else wants them to be. Yeah, absolutely right. I can completely, well, obviously I can't understand from the the last comment you just made because <laughs> not, I am neither a woman nor am I young anymore. So um, <laughs> But uh, from the side, from the point of view of the whole, with you starting the podcasting, I, I, I get it completely. I absolutely get it. I, I didn't really have any, uh, like, an urge to do a podcast, but yeah. I knew, I knew that I listened to a lot of them, and 
I also knew that I've, you know, for a long time I've had a, a keen interest in film work and getting in. And I, and I wanted to push myself more because I'd been a couple of occasions where I'd been given some dialogue and, and I was, I'd freak out so bad, like, oh, if I say the words wrong, then this is going to happen. And then I remember thinking, well, hang on, we kind of, I always make this joke that as martial arts instructors, you know, we're kind of like violent CBBS presenters. <laughs> because when we're in front of the little ones, we are like, kids tv presenters doing kicks and punches um and you have to put on that show and it's not that you're being false but you have to you know if you've had a bad day if you had an argument in the car with your partner and then you have to stand up in front of those four-year-olds you can't project that into the class you've got to be all happy and bubbly and you've got to be able to switch that on and i suddenly thought you know i'm doing this every day why am i afraid of, re- of speaking and recording so i i thought i'm just gonna do it so one day i sat down got the microphone out and I just literally just spoke about what I'd been doing for the weekend. Yeah. Whacked it on Facebook. And then the next thing you know, I've got people messaging me going, oh, that was really good. That was good. And I'm like, oh, okay. I'll maybe give this a try. Anyway, that's a year and a half or so later. And now look at you. I know. And it's bonkers. It is. It's, it's utterly bonkers. Don't get me wrong. You will get those people every now and again, like you're saying, those people come along and they'll go, oh, what are you doing that for? It's rubbish. Oh, what you... It's like, well, yeah, whatever. That's cool. That's fine. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to these people over this side that like it, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah. But it's it's nuts because you go you you'll have this eventually when you start going into all the stats. You go into the stats and you've got people listening in Singapore and and Malaysia and places like you're thinking, why is somebody in Singapore listening to my podcast? That's I can't insane. Wait for that. Like I can't wait for someone not from the UK to listen to it. Like I'm I'm really excited for that moment. It is good. It is good. I mean, one of our top countries is actually Sweden, of all wow. places. I, I don't even get it. I don't yeah. even get it. Yeah, I know. I know. At one point, we had, more, we had more, more listeners in Sweden than the UK. Oh, my God. That's Figure crazy. that out. I don't even get it. But I must be popular with the Swedish people. Hello to my <laughs> Swedish fans out there. Maybe you've got a bit of Swede- Swedish in you without knowing it. Uh, possibly. <laughs> I, I'd like to know how it's ended up there, if it is. But <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, anyway, um, so um, as well, as well, I know that you had a little bit of a foray into like life sort of public speaking as well recently. Yeah. How was that? Wow. Um, It was the most scariest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, Really? Hmm. Yeah, it was. It was nerve wracking. I um, I was at one of Gordon, Gordon Bertram's events and he'd asked me to speak and it was a Saturday, Sunday event. And I had all my presentation and everything ready on the Saturday. Really nervous, but I got there. I, I absolutely loved it. It was yeah. the, the way that I felt when I was on that stage was the same way that I feel when I'm in a ring about to have a fight. Okay, that's interesting. It was. It was so similar because your adrenaline's pumping. I mean, you're trying to stay focused. You're trying to stay on topic of what you're talking about, just like how you're trying to stay focused when you're about to do a fight. And... It it was once I left left the stage. So once I'd done, I was I was on cloud nine. It felt amazing. And then what happened is on the Sunday, I um I wasn't due to speak again. Um, I was just meant to do the Saturday, but um one of the other speakers had to rush off. Right. So I remember Ned. He came up to me and he's like, "Look, Nikki, do you do you have another presentation? Could you talk about something else?" I'm like, how long have I got? He's like, you've got an hour. Wow. So I quickly wrote up, wrote up a, a presentation in in an hour. Um, I can't even remember. What, I think it was about feedback forms or something for your members. Okay. So I quickly wrote wrote that up and went and spoke again the day after. But it was crazy because I I wasn't nervous the second time. It felt so natural me being on there. I, I didn't speak. I, I speak quite fast when I'm nervous. So I didn't I didn't speak as fast. I moved around the stage a lot more. And I've got my I'm not sure when I'm next on stage, but I know that I, I think that in life, when you get yourself out your comfort zone, it's a lot easier to go out your comfort zone again. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, totally. Um, so it was it was it was a very it was a very good moment. I never, ever would have done anything like that a few, a few a year yeah. ago. Never. It's like it's like when you you get. I've done this before. Uh, you go up to the highest diving board, 
because I am that person. I am that person. You you won't jump off that. Yes, I will. No, you won't jump off that. Yes, I will. Go on then. All right, I will then. And then I get all the way up to the top and I get to look over and have that Mr. Bean moment. And I'm like, this is really high up. <laughs> but I'm up here now, so I've got to jump off it because I'm not going back down those stairs. And yeah. then you jump off it and it scares the crap out of you and you land in the water and it hurts and you get out of the water and you go, I want to do that again now. Actually, quite fun. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to do that again now. And then you go up there and you scare yourself again and then you jump off and you hit the water and it hurts and then you go, I want to do that again now. <laughs> And it's like speaking, but I found that like, and I remember, I remember the first time I did it, like before I got up to speak, I remember thinking, hang on, if this was 2000 martial arts students, I would have absolutely no problem with this. Yes, that's what I thought. But why am I stressing? They're just people. They're just people. Stop stressing, stop stressing. And then I I just sort of went into it with the mindset of, I'm teaching a little dragons class. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. That's it. I, I I thought of it really similar because I was like, I, I could, if you put, like you said, 2,000 kids in front of me, yeah. I wouldn't have even batted an eyelid. But I think that, and the thing is, is that all the people that were in the room, they were martial artists, but I think yeah. it's because they were there, they were there to learn something. And yeah. I think that my one thing was that as long as I teach these guys something new and they benefit from it, then I've done my job right. And well, I, I, I 100% did that, which is exciting. I'm, I'm actually one of um, one of Business Mastery's new business coaches. Oh, wow. Kind of cool. So that linked in really, really nicely to me. I'm actually getting launched in March, so I'll be offering some 30-minute consultations out. Um, but it linked in really, really nicely. It was kind of that next step towards becoming one of the business coaches for, for mm. Borden. Brilliant stuff. So... Um, I like. To, I sometimes like to do this with guests. It's not. I don't like to think of it as an accountability thing. Like I've got any sort of say in what you're going to do. But <laughs> it's nice to have it recorded because if you listen back to it, you can go, "Well, yeah. did I do that or did I not?" So, in short term, six months. In longer term, maybe sort of two years. Where do you want to be, and what do you want to have hopefully have achieved? So for six months, <clears throat> for the six month goal, I'm. I'm focusing on myself a little bit more this year. That was a yeah, big, okay. like, New Year's resolution was it's my year. Yeah. So uh, my sixth month is to have done my first semi-professional K1 fight. Wow, that's cool. So that, that that's that's where I want to be. I, I just want to kick someone in the face with no shin guards <laughs> on. That's <laughs> my goal. <laughs> Please don't let that be me. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that, my, my my short term is all about me. My long term, my two year two year goal is is going to be a little bit more business orientated, and I would really like to have my first few franchises because that's something where I'm going. Um, at the moment, we've I've got 23 members of staff. We don't franchise. Um, it's all owned by um, by myself and my family. So. I would. I'd like in the next two years. I'd like a franchise in the UK, but I'd also like a franchise abroad too. I'm not sure where, but somewhere, somewhere warm. <laughs> <laughs> love it, love it. Well, um, I can say I think from from what I've seen. Obviously, I don't know you overly well other than we've just our chat today and obviously at other events. But from what I've seen of you on Facebook, yeah, I, I would say you're going to smash that easy. I, I think so. your goals are too easy. So am I. <laughs> oh, now, I'm going to be a millionaire too, but that's another one. In six months, can I borrow that's, a tenner? That's not <laughs> six months. That's at least a few. To be honest, when I was like 15, I was like, look, by the time I'm 25, I'm going to be like a billionaire. Whereas Brilliant. now I'm 23, I'm panicking. So I've pushed the goal back a little bit further. <laughs> <laughs> I, love it, I love it. And those thousand members. Yes. Where, where, where do you think that's going to be? Let's think. What's your next nine month. next month? Wow. Next month. Easy loving it that's I'm gonna, I'm gonna message you when i've done it <laughs> love it love it I, I i think it's safe to say that you'll probably beat me to that the, to that number yeah <laughs> it's safe to say. fantastic well listen it's been great chatting that's a real quick that's half an hour which has gone by like crazy yeah, uh, wow. well thank you for having me on i really really appreciate that no, and it's been, it's been lovely talking to you we still need to meet up for that coffee we need to i know that. I know, I know, I know. It's crazy, though, isn't it? You've got all your stuff going on, and I've got all the stuff going off this end. You look at the week, you look at the diary, and go, oh, another month. There's oh, another month. That's it. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I want to come and check out your new your new place. And hey, better, yeah. you'll have probably opened up your next new place before I actually arrange to get to your that's, current new place. That sounds, 
hey, I'm just as bad, so don't you worry about that. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, thanks very much. And we'll, well, we'll chat again thank soon. Thank you. Enjoy our podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Kickback with Chris on iTunes today. A big thanks to Nikki for her time. As I say, it's extremely limited with all these different things that she's going on. So I really do appreciate taking out the time. Um, you know, as I mentioned briefly in the chat, you know, at 23, I was 23 when I opened my school. I remember I opened my school with no students at all. And, and I've built it up now to the point where we're at around the sort of 200 numbers. And um, we, we sometimes go a little bit above, sometimes a little bit below that. Um, and, you know, I'll be honest, I struggle in managing that sometimes. So nine over 900 students at 23. And that's not, don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to, um, what's the word? Not belittle, that's the, anyway, you know what I'm saying. I, I, I know at 40, <laughs> I couldn't cope with 900 students so to be 23 and be able to manage all that all credit to your mom that is quite some achievement really really is um and and how far you've come in such a short amount of time crazy crazy i'm sure there's quite a few school owners out there right now that are thinking we need to up our game we we need to be doing more i'm one of those not too ashamed to admit to it but anyway, um, yeah, great to chat and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you move on to bigger things, better things and, and every success there. So moving on now to our weekly match chat. Um, I will always look forward to this. Um, and it's, it's just, as I said on the last episode, because there's been such a, a gap between the episodes with my own life, things going on, um, I do relish the opportunity to sit down and have a good chat with Matt because... Um, I learn a lot from it too, as I know you guys do from the feedback that we get. So, enough, of t- enough, enough talking about it. Let's get straight into the match chat, and I'll catch you after that. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com. All right, guys, so it's that time of the week when we jump on the phone. Not literally, because we'll break it. But we get on the phone for our <laughs> weekly chat, especially my phone, with Matthew Chapman. How are we doing today, sir? Hey, yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Oh, right, thanks. Man. That's just, yeah, to be clear, yeah. just to be clear, that is me clapping, by the way. <laughs> Not anything else, no? <laughs> no. Anyway, let's keep it PG. Um, oh, yeah. So, how are we doing? Yeah, good, thank you. Yeah, um, I had a busy day, done a done in a day with a client today, helping him set up the online stuff, so that was fun. Very, Always very doing cool. that. Very, very cool. Yeah, it's, um, it's good to see so many people getting on board with this now as well. Yeah, it's exciting because it's just like a whole new opportunity for people. And um, that's always exciting. And you can see they, as they learn more about it, they get kind of get excited and they're, they're planning. And anyone who's been teaching for sort of 20, 30 years literally has hundreds of courses they could create on all sorts of stuff. So it's just great to see people excited and infused. Brilliant, brilliant. So this week, I believe, I've had a little chat before we came on air. Um, we're going to talk about the the how do, how do we phrase this nicely the the rise of the martial arts consultant the explosion, the explosion. The or on the re- reemergence mm, yes. yes because I don't think it's I don't think it's not a new thing is it but um, they seem to be um, everywhere yes it's it sort seems... of like it's, it, sorry go on. No, no, it just seems uh, like you had, what, how many people sort of contact you um, about it in the last week? Uh, well, I can tell you in one day I had three. <laughs> oh, wow, okay. That wouldn't have happened sort of five years ago, would it? No, I mean, one of them was some guy, I mean, my Facebook's working again. Um, so I had one guy added me on Facebook and then within five seconds um, messaged me to say, hi, can I help you with your martial arts business? I'm this, that, and then I'm thinking, whoa, hang on, Steve. <laughs> Settle down. Warm me up a bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and then another one was, and again, obviously I have to be careful with such things, but another one yes. was somebody who, because these people all fell into the categories that I listed on my Facebook post of the day. This person yeah. was somebody that was doing this previously and that, I was now, and there were several, several different consultants I've worked with over the years. So they'll know who they are without everybody else knowing. Yeah. But they um, they added me on Facebook, and then immediately invited me to a group. You're so, right. Yeah, and um, they were basically sort of touting the same thing that I used to work with them on, 
about oh god 15 years ago but i think right. they forgot the part where they disappeared out of the country and stopped returning my emails Ah, <laughs> or maybe they just want to be friends again. Mm. So, yeah, I don't. <laughs> don't, is, don't really want to be friends with somebody that took my money and cleared off out the country. Really. <laughs> no. And this is the problem, isn't it? I mean, um, a lot of people have had bad experiences previously or been burnt or, you know, didn't get the service that they were looking for. So it's a it's a bit of a, a problem, um, but it's it's definitely I, I you know I get the same sort of thing. I get Facebook messages and emails from people asking me, um, obviously unaware that I sold my school <laughs> to uh, pursue the online. So they probably need to do a bit more research. But do I think there's them, this kind of blanket. Let them keep going. Do you let them keep going. Like you know, when you get those cold calls. No, maybe maybe just no made a place to waste. Okay. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> I'm a busy boy, so I'm like, no, I don't need your help. Thank you very much. So my school, uh, not doing that particular part of it anymore. And they're like, oh, okay. And that kind of kills it. As soon as they kind of realize that there's no no money to be made for me, they're they're, they're long gone. Yeah, yeah, however, exactly. However, there are some um, really good martial oh, arts yes. business coaches out there. Absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. And there's and there's lots of different. And as well, I found as well, there's there's lots of different types of people. So, yes. you know, um, I'm not going to start naming too many names. One name I know that he won't mind me mentioning is uh, Gordon Bircham. I think everybody knows Gordon now. Um, <laughs> I'm not too yet. Yeah, everybody knows Gordon. Um, and, yes. you know, he, he's, he's, for me, he's one of those people that's, he's very genuinely enthusiastic about the martial arts. You know, he's a yes. fantastic yes. businessman as well, but he is yes. truly passionate about what it is that he does it's not just about yes. making the money so no 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 he really cares about people and he really wants to help people and he's got a very generous sort of spirit and nature and he's just you know trying to help as many people as possible and he does a lot of um good work for free and content for free and um yeah, he's he's a good guy. So I I recommend him as well. If people people come to me and sometimes they ask me because they've known I've had a certain level of success. Like if I would be a martial arts business coach, I'm like, hell no. But <laughs> I do recommend you go and check out uh, Gordon definitely because he's he's him and his team. He's built a really good team around him. Have helped out a lot of a lot of people and, and helped out a lot of martial arts. So he's Absolutely. really good. There was a time a few years ago that I um. When Tom Callas was over in the UK, I spent a few grand um, getting some business coaching off him. I know he doesn't do martial arts business coaching anymore, but Tom sure. Callas, um, back in the day, was a phenomenal business coach. He just took my business apart, rebuilt it, gave me a lot of great advice, ideas, and spending three days with someone like him was fantastic. I recommend uh, Dave Kovar as well in America. Yeah. I think he's a awesome not only an awesome martial artist but you know he he runs multiple schools multiple locations and association you know and he's um you can just tell that he just loves martial arts and just wants to help people so those are kind of like three or four people off the uh, off the top of my head who i think uh, i really respect as as business coaches mm. but there seems to be a lot of people coming out of the woodwork i think off the back of gordon and gordon will admit yes. this and he said it himself that it, <laughs> he thinks he started it all off again and he's probably right because what happened is these types of people saw what gordon was doing and the success he was doing and the sort of community he's built around what he does and and the hope that he's given all these people and they thought hello i'll have a piece of that so yes. they all uh, <laughs> resurrect themselves as you say or jump back out of the woodwork and then and, and start doing that now i don't know a lot about some of these people and they might be you know really really good and and good at what they they do but the problem is they're always like the americans say trying to get to third base too quick yeah they're always trying to seal the deal you know and, and move in for the kill too quickly and what gordon did that was different was he just went out there and he just helped people for like a year or two essentially for free just like sharing advice giving tips doing consulting coaching and just you know hustling hard to earn the reputation that he's got so he was giving first mm -hmm. i think a lot of these uh some of the other characters are more about what they can get first not so much what they can give so um 
that's a big big turn off for me personally like you yeah know, if, if that's the way yeah, it goes I think it, yeah i mean looking at it it's full i mean i'm fortunate or unfortunate depending on how you look at it to um, remember the early 2000s when this really first took off um, yeah. and and for me some of it's it's following a, a similar a similar path now the the difference for me anyway the difference with it back then was sort of the consultancy and billing was an all-in-one thing mm, yes. um, and the way that i from what i saw anyway the way of from the, not saw necessarily experienced in a certain way um and just the feeling that i got was a lot of what they were doing back then was teaching you how to make them more money as opposed right. to yeah, as yeah, opposed course, to yeah. teaching you how to have a business with any longevity to it yes uh, so they were working on a short-term plan so they were always feeding you all these ideas in and there were some absolute crazy things that, that, that people were buying into and doing yeah. Uh, um, and you know, we, they they were they would tout this system, and then everybody would buy it because everybody else was buying it that day. Yeah, yeah. Two weeks later, you'd be looking at it, going, "Why have I just spent four grand on this?" <laughs> and then you go, "Oh, that's because on the day we all decided it was a good idea." Yeah, it's a sort of mass hypnosis stage selling, isn't it? Yeah, um, and all of that sort of stuff. That uh, and also the competitive nature of well, if he's getting it, I better get it sort of yeah. stuff that goes on in martial arts so yeah yeah um and i'm seeing some of that come back around again obviously the billing thing isn't so big anymore i mean there are still billing companies out there and i'm not going to down talk billing companies i i, I personally don't think they're really a necessity anymore in this mm-hmm. you know a system driven world that we live in now you can there's plenty of providers out there that you can pay a, a percentage or two to rather than six seven eight nine ten percent to yeah but to each their own but they, they obviously used to lump it all in as one, whereas now you're getting these... I, I'm seeing that the more, rather than sort of consultancy groups, it's individuals. So yeah, they're almost nice. selling it on their character as well. Hey, look at yeah. me. I'm the successful man or the successful lady. And you mm. want to be yes. just like me, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Even though you don't, don't you? know anything about me other than the photograph. <laughs> yeah, which is why you've got, a, if you are a, a business consultant, you've got to obviously have proof that, what you say actually works and also you've got to have helped people i think and put the time in to help people uh for a long time so yeah and there's some you know i i hate to say it but you know obviously we were mentioning gordon earlier but there are some that i've seen pop up over the last few years that you know two or three maybe even four months that are pushed prior to that they were his clients of course, yeah. And they go, oh, I quite like this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm paying them all this money, and I could, well, obviously, I don't know how much it is, but you know, I'm paying this money, I could be making this money, so mm. I trot, and I'm going to be a consultant. Set up a Facebook yeah. group, invite 200,000 people into it, and I make loads <laughs> and of money. Off, off you go. Now, that's not necessarily a terrible thing, um, but... Do, can they actually, you know, do what they think they can do? Have they actually got sort of experience helping people? Um, just because you can build a school yourself of 300, 400, 500 students, you know, doesn't mean that necessarily you can teach another person to do the same? No, I mean, I've, I've managed to build up a school to, you know, 200 plus students, but I wouldn't consult anybody on how to do that because I haven't got a clue. Yeah. <laughs> I just did it with charisma. Charisma and kicks. Yeah, well, you know, charisma and kicks. Get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> That's a t-shirt for you, isn't it? But, but no, joking aside, <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not not having a clue, but it's more. I, I'm not in a position to be. I mean, giving advice is one thing. If somebody says or asks me, "Oh, could I just ask about that?" Yeah, sure, I'll help you out. Hmm. But I'm not going to set up a company and charge people for it. <laughs> That'd be no, no. no yeah, it, it is. It's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Um, you know. I've been asked uh, about that type of consultation thing in in the past, and it's not really my my passion because I don't like being responsible for other people's actions. As in, I don't really, you know, I can give them all the information that built my school up and various other bits on marketing and stuff, but ultimately, it's down to the person, isn't it, to execute? Mm. And I'm I'm not I'm not comfortable with with that sort of dynamic where you know uh, i share what i have learned and then they don't execute 
yeah. <laughs> or it requires me to constantly prod them and push them to make them do what they need to do, but they're not willing to do it unless I'm forcing them to do it, the accountability thing. Um, so it's not, it's not an area that particularly excites me, but I think a lot of instructors do benefit uh, and, and, and need that consultation and that, that coaching and that motivation and that accountability, especially if they've, they've struggled trying to figure it them out themselves for a number of years. It's definitely yep. worth following someone who has a systematized sort of model or process that you can um, replicate and then use yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but the issue with a lot of martial arts instructors is you you advise them on what to do and then they just don't do it. And then they come yeah. back to you next month and go, it's not worked. Oh, have you done it? No. <laughs> so you're like, what? <laughs> so it's an, it's an interesting one. And, you know, I feel for uh, coaches and consultants out there because it's, it, it's kind of it's kind of hard work. It's not hard work like digging a, digging a road is hard work. But it's hard work um, dealing with people and resistance and people being passive and people saying one thing and then doing another. And then, you know, people who you've helped then suddenly setting up in competition to you. It's it's a classic, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> just, just on but that, on that, it yeah. just seems to me that everyone and their cat wants a podcast in the minute. I've seen no ah, less. Yes, but three once again, on Facebook, three once posts again. On today with podcasts, which is cool. It's, it's it, not a bad thing, things, is it? Yeah, but these things go in, they, they seem to, like you say, they're going in cycles. Yeah. If it's, if it's a podcast and if it's consultancy, it'll be something else next. Yeah. You know? um, but, yeah, well, it's interesting times. Yeah, I, I think. Um... It, like the, the proof is always in the pudding, right? The proof is always in the results you get and the, the things that people say about you. So, you know, um, most people I meet who've worked with Gordon said he, he's an excellent business coach and has done fantastic, you know. So uh, that's great. The proof is in, you know, the results he's getting for people and, and how it's working. Um, you, By all means, everyone has a right to, if they've got experience in, in the business side of it, set themselves up as a business coach the proof will be in the results you get for your for your clients and that will time will tell right yeah absolutely um it's it's it's, it's yeah it's it's interesting watching it i mean i try and watch it sometimes i just can't help but get involved in it but um <laughs> it's the power of facebook it sucks you in oh, yeah. um, but you know all, i mean i've said this before you know with people just just look into them first before you jump in because um you know there's enough people out there that have had experience working with different consultants before in the past just yes have a quiet word with people that you trust before you go throwing your money at it because um i've done it several times in the past and not learned from the experience um so yeah and and the thing is as well i've i i found personally a good consultant doesn't tell you what to do they sort right. of advise you on how they feel you should be doing it. Right. Um, because, you know, I, I've had it before where they've said, oh, this is how you need to do it. And you go back to me, oh, it's not working for me. Oh, well, you're doing it wrong then. Right. So no flexibility oh. in that process. Yeah. Yeah, we were being told to operate in a certain way. And I was going back and feeding back to them, look, I'm really having a hard time with this in my area. People yeah. just don't, oh, no, no, you must be doing it wrong then. Uh, and which is another way of avoiding the results they get, right? Yeah. So, I mean, uh, and, and, I, and even though I said to him, look, you know, I used to do this for a school in your area and I made it work. Whereas here, for whatever reason, this town, it's just not working. Right. Oh, yeah, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> you know, we're working with different people, you know, um, so maybe a little bit more resistant to it, maybe. So anyway, yeah, I, I, I think a good consultant should be able to work with you instead of dictating to you how you should be. Absolutely, yeah. They, they should be flexible, and also, you know, as um, having worked with some consultants from America, they, you know, they don't understand quite how sales resistant the British are, and how we kind of don't like the heavy marketing, and we need a slightly different approach. Um, some get that, some don't get that. So there's a, yeah, you've, it's got to be tailored to you. So yeah, if your consultant's just like not being flexible on how you like to. Um, 
how you like to learn, first of all, and, you know, the experiences you've had. But it swings both ways, doesn't it? Because as we know, much like this, a lot of us are stubborn, set in our ways. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm speaking to a, an instructor the other day. I said, how's your Facebook marketing going? And he goes, oh, I don't do Facebook. Facebook doesn't work. And I'm like, dude, like, seriously, come on. You've got to, you know, if he thinks like that, then it, it's very, very difficult. It's It swings and roundabouts. It goes both ways. I basically think, you know, you probably have to find the right coach and consultant for you that suits your personality that suits where you are at the level you're at and you know that's someone that you can relate to who maybe and also who cares for for you as a as a person mm, sound advice so aside from this what have you, what, have you got anything going on to share you got anything cool Ooh, in the mitmaster um, world in the mitmaster world uh hopefully i'll be doing an instructor training um certification so obviously i have an online version of this but so many people have asked me um asked me if i could do like a live certification and the idea is that i kind of give them access to the the certification ahead of time they drill it and train it with their students and then we meet up with my team and we test everyone all as a group. And if you pass, you pass. And if you fail, you fail. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of interesting and exciting. I thought I'd like to give that a try and just get like a range of martial artists with their students all together in a in a, in a gym and um, sort of do a certification over a day and, and see how that went. That sounds awesome. Mm, should be interesting yeah yeah um probably be a total disaster but we'll see how it goes you gotta test these things out do it <laughs> once and see how it goes right because you know what martial artists are like they get stroppy and you know if uh so and so passed but i didn't pass and all of that yeah. silliness do it, the old, do it the old style pass and fail way where everybody gets up one at a time oh they go, pass fail <sighs> did oh. they used to do that did they yeah oh even as kids, they stand you up one at a time. Past really fail. Sit down. Oh yeah. <laughs> I never had that experience. Usually, what happened at my uh, thing is the instructor would have a word before we did the whole lineup that you haven't passed, <laughs> and then uh, you didn't have to have the public humiliation. It goes a long up. way to explain how I am as a person right now. Ah, the traumas, the post-traumatic stress <laughs> disorder that you have. From the green belts grading in 1989. Yes. That's right, the flashbacks. <laughs> from, from, from Dean in my class getting a double grading and I didn't get one. <laughs> so whether all bit, bitterness and resentment comes from. Cool. Anyway, good to chat, sir, as always. And, Thank um, you, sir. Look forward to catching up next week. We'll do, matey. See you later. Bye, guys. You're listening to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast, brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk. Big thank you to Matt, as always. Always very insightful. I love those Matt chats. Such good fun. And um, Also, whilst I remember as well, don't forget I'm going to be at the Mitmaster Open Seminar in the London area on the 25th and 26th of April. Um, Matt actually just put something up on Facebook. They've got only got half the tickets left, so they've sold half the tickets why I needed to say that, I don't know. If Anyway, <laughs> silly brain. Um, so, yeah, there's half the tickets sold, so don't hang about. Um, I'll, I'll go through the list of what's going to be going on. So, on the Saturday morning, uh, Mitmaster Advanced Pad Drills. At lunchtime, they've got Mr. Neil McLeod doing... Um, and sorry if I get any of these names wrong. Uh, Mr. Neil McLeod doing Filipino boxing. In the afternoon on the Saturday, they've got Mitmaster doing Advanced Pad Drills Section 2. On the Sunday morning, you've got me... Getting your legs moving, and I'm going to be going through some of my um, online training um, kicking syllabus, which, again, just to emphasize, because I got into a, a conversation with a nice chap on social media the other day. That's me saying that some gobby what's it started to stick his oar in. But anyway, um, it's not going to be style specific. And um, by the way, they weren't talking about this seminar in particular, they were just talking about my stuff in, in general. But, um, you know, our Facebook is. It's not going to be style specific, so don't worry. I'm I'm going to be yeah. There'll be some kicks where I'll be teaching it with my sort of take on on how I like to do it, but it's going to be more around the different exercises that I do, the different conditioning drills that I do to help me keep kicking now into my forties and, and and hopefully much further beyond. Without touch wood, 
Well, no, t- no, it's not touch wood. It's down to good training, I think. Um, I'm being able to avoid all the common things like hip problems, knee problems, that sort of thing. So it's the stuff that I do to sort of help me with the conditioning and to help me keep as springy as I'm managing to be. So I'm going to be doing all that. Um, at lunchtime, they've got a Muay Thai clinch workshop. And then in the afternoon, another advanced pad drills section with Matt Chapman. So lots going on um i'm looking forward to getting involved in, in as much as i can it's quite a trek for me so the likelihood is i'll only be there probably for the saturday afternoon um and then obviously my section on the sunday um but yeah i do want to get it joined in as much as i can so if you're there and you see me come say hi grab a photo we'll stick it on the the podcast like page um even cooler if you've got one of my t-shirts wear it i would so geek out of that if you go wearing one of my t-shirts so <laughs> <laughs> show them some love bring bring the t-shirts guys bring the t-shirts but no uh, joking aside do stop me and say hi if you're there um so coming up in the next couple of weeks i have just agreed i did mention this briefly in the last episode i've just agreed the details with a quite an exciting looking new martial arts um supporting body association governing body however you want to look at it but these guys have got a really cool innovative approach to getting instructors trained as well as just providing all the usual things you would associate with associations which is um, insurance or that sort of thing but they actually do provide online training for instructors too so i'm going to be talking to some of the people at that i'm not going to say the name just yet i'm going to wait until it's all we're nearly there we're 90 percent there it's all signed off and we can we can announce who who it is um and this ties in nicely to what we were talking about in the previous episode, with regards to a need for a tighter legislation in the martial arts, I think what they're offering is a really positive step in the right direction towards bringing that to the martial arts as a whole. Anyway, want to look forward to you guys. Thanks, as always, for your support. Thank you to Nikki and to Matt for joining me on the podcast this week. Um, I'm hoping to have these back to a regular every week or every two week format so you guys don't have to keep sending me emails to check if I'm still alive. <laughs> Thank you to those people that did, by the way. I do appreciate it, joking aside. Um, but yeah, I'm hoping to be more regular now. So hopefully, all being well, you should speak to me or I should speak to you either next week or the week after. As always, if you have your questions, comments, or you just want to send me rude messages, um, you can get me at kickbackpodcast.com or alternatively, you can get us to our Facebook group or now you can also send me a WhatsApp message at 07802-889-391. I'm getting down with the kids now. You see, it's all the technologies, all the technologies. But yeah, you can get me on WhatsApp as well now. Um, if you've got any suggestions for guests, if you want to be a guest, don't be too shy. You know, it saves me the work of having to find the guests if you come to me. So, yep, do get in touch if you've got something that you're wanting to talk about. You've got a product that you're wanting to promote. By the way, if you do have a product that you want to promote, I do need to have a go at it first because I'm not just going to be pushing any old what's-its all over the Facebook. Um, So, yeah, um, get in touch and we'll work something out. And um, thank you, guys, and we'll speak next time. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com.